Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, November 24th, and I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving yesterday, and if you braved the Black Friday crowds this morning, I hope you didn't have to shank anybody. It's been a volatile week for gold. Last Friday, gold was up around $16 at one point. Then on Monday, somebody dumped a bunch of gold on the market, and that tanked the price, erasing all of Friday's gains. Midweek, the price climbed again, driven at least in part by relatively dovish Federal Reserve minutes, at least more dovish than expected. As I record this, gold is trading at about 1290.30, silver is at 1711, and the silver gold ratio is at 75.6. Even with the up and down swings, gold has remained pretty much range bound. Argonaut securities analyst Helen Lau said gold is moving in a very tight range with no clear driver, either up or down. So far, we don't see any driver in the short term, and it is likely to stay range bound for some time. The Federal Reserve released the minutes from its most recent FOMC meeting on Wednesday. The Fed was pretty optimistic about the prospects for continued economic growth, but took a more cautious tone when it comes to inflation. Thomson Reuters GFMS analyst Cameron Alexander said the Fed's cautious view of inflation could lead to a longer period of low interest rates, which provides a solid platform for gold investment. Janet Yellen reflected this cautious tone about inflation in comments she made before the minutes even came out, warning that the central bank should be wary of raising interest rates too fast. Quote, it can be quite dangerous to allow inflation to drift down and not to achieve over time a central bank's inflation target. I agree with what Peter Schiff said in his most recent podcast. For whom exactly is inflation dangerous? Why is inflation being too low dangerous? What is dangerous about prices not going up? Peter called this all a bunch of nonsense that the media just accepts. He also gave a pretty good explanation about why the Fed is always fretting over inflation. Quote, now I'll tell you why it's dangerous and for whom it's dangerous. See, the reason the Fed wants high inflation is so that next time they cut interest rates, they can create a negative rate because they know that the bubble is so big that just lower interest rates are not going to do anything, right? This addict is so hyped up on this sauce that we have to get rates negative. Low interest rates are not enough. They've got to be negative. From a technical standpoint, the Fed would need to get the funds rate below the inflation rate, probably way below it. So if inflation is only at, say, 1% and they go to zero with the interest rate, they only have minus 1. That's not enough. They might think we need minus 3 or minus 4. Well, if zero is the lower bound and you want rates to be minus 3, then you need to have inflation at 3% in order to get a minus 3% yield, unless you want to take rates negative. Now, I'm not saying the feds won't go negative with interest rates, but I think they want to keep that in their back pocket as a last resort. If they can keep inflation up, they're going to go that route. As an average person just trying to provide for my family, I've always found this fretting about inflation strange. It's important to remember that rising inflation isn't just some abstract economic statistic. It means prices are going up. That means I'm paying more for everything that I buy. I don't know about you, but I don't go to the grocery and say, oh, great, milk went up 50 cents, or, oh, no, the price of eggs went down. Nobody says that. 
well, except pundits on TV talking about inflation rates and central bankers. Peter hit the nail on the head. Quote, they are willing to sacrifice American families. They are just casualties of war, collateral damage in the Fed's war, and their ridiculous manipulation and their experiments. Because they're saying that we need to have higher inflation so we can fight the next recession. Well, the next recession is going to be a lot worse if, in addition to unemployment, people are dealing with a rising cost of living. But as far as the Fed is concerned, well, that's okay. End quote. Peter touched on another reason the Fed wants to keep inflation up. It's the only way to deal with the massive level of debt, both corporate and government. They're counting on inflation to wipe out debt because no one has the integrity to default. So they need to wipe it out surreptitiously, and they want to do it through inflation. So that's another reason that maybe the Federal Reserve believes low inflation is dangerous, because we have all this debt, and we're all counting on inflation to wipe it out. A capital economics report had a little different take on all of this interest rate talk. Of course, conventional wisdom holds that interest rate increases will put a drag on the price of gold. But analyst Thomas Pugh said other factors may overwhelm the actions of the central bank. He said, quote, tighter monetary policy in developed markets is likely to put some downward pressure on commodity prices, especially gold. But even with gold, other factors such as geopolitical risks can often trump the impact of monetary policy, end quote. Now, that's interesting in light of a report released by city analysts that called geopolitical risk the new normal. They pointed to elections and political votes, military attacks, and macroeconomic crisis as factors likely to drive gold investment over the next several years. According to the report, quote, event-driven bids for gold seem to be occurring more frequently and may be the new normal. In short, even as the rates and the Forex channel dominate the outlook for gold pricing, the yellow metal is increasingly being used by investors as a policy and tail risk hedge, end quote. In other news, according to data compiled by the Chicago Fed, financial conditions have reached the loosest level in the U.S. since January 1994. On November 10th, the Chicago Fed National Financial Conditions Index hit negative 0.93. The last time it was that low was early on in the inflation of the dot-com bubble. Even with the Fed raising interest rates and talking about shrinking its balance sheet, financial conditions are looser now than when rates were still at zero. So why? Could this be a sign that the Fed is way behind the curve? Are they doing too little too late? We have some in-depth analysis on this subject over at shiftgold.com news. The value of gold in Russia's international reserves increased to $73.7 billion as of November 1st. That's up from $60.2 billion at the beginning of the year, according to data released by the Russian Central Bank. Interestingly, the bank's first deputy governor said Russia is increasing its share of gold in its state reserves to beef up national security. There's a significant platinum shortage on the horizon. According to a quarterly report released by the World Platinum Investment Council, a resurgence in demand for platinum jewelry, increasing industrial demand, along with falling production, will lead to a shortfall of 275,000 ounces in 2018. According to Reuters, this would mark the sixth straight deficit year for the platinum market and reduce above-ground stocks to 1.605 million ounces by the end of next year. 
Analysts say an increasing demand for platinum jewelry, particularly in India and China, will help push up overall platinum demand. The WPIC expects a 3% increase in jewelry demand. This will mark the first increase since 2014. A rebound in demand from the petroleum and glass sectors is projected to raise industrial usage by 9%. Meanwhile, platinum production is expected to fall by 1% in both 2017 and 2018. According to the WPIC, output in South Africa will drop 2% due to mine closures. The country produces more than half the world's platinum supply. Analysts say years of low capital investment will keep output at low levels into the near future. Platinum is also an investment metal. The U.S. Mint produces a one-ounce platinum American Eagle bullion coin, and the Royal Canadian Mint produces a .9995 platinum coin bearing a leaf design similar to its gold and silver counterparts. The platinum market is much more volatile than gold and silver, but it could serve as an excellent diversifier for your precious metals portfolio, particularly considering the supply and demand dynamics we're seeing now. Call 1-888-GOLD-160 to talk to one of Shift Gold's precious metal specialists today to learn more about investing in platinum. Well, that's a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap podcast at iTunes for free. There's a link on our show notes page. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.